everyone, and welcome back to Beyond the Veil, a podcast all about Harry Potter and mental health. Today, for another episode of Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm speaking to Rebecca Richardson, who's studying to get her master's degree in expressive arts therapy. We talk about how we can use Harry Potter and artistic expression in a way that's beneficial to our mental health. I can't wait to share this with you guys, so let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Beyond the Veil. Today, I am here with Rebecca Richardson. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Rebecca, how about you get us started by kind of telling us a little bit about yourself? Of course. So um, I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia, but I currently live in Boston, Massachusetts right now. I'm attending Lesley University. I'm getting a master's degree in dance movement therapy and expressive therapies with mental health counseling. Um, so my Hogwarts house is Slytherin, and I'm also a Thunderbird at Ilvermorny. My Patronus is a Swallow, which is a small bird, which I think has something to do with my ever-present wish to take flight, whether it be in movement or onto the next project. <laughs> um, so my passion has been dance throughout my whole entire life, but recently I've developed a love for all things art and music and theater and so it's been a really big part of my life recently to be deeply involved in the expressive therapies community. That's wonderful. I'm really excited to talk to you about this. So let's talk a little bit about your background in mental health counseling. So can you kind of tell us uh, what you do, how you got interested in mental health, and just a little bit about that journey? Sure. So I became interested in mental health counseling when I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder at 17. I had this huge emotional upheaval and suddenly everything seemed like the joy was just sucked from the air. And at that time I was dancing a lot and I wanted to continue with my dancing, but it didn't feel like it was enough to simply just perform on the stage for a bunch of people. I really wanted to help people. And I had been in counseling for my depression for a few years when midway through my undergraduate degree, I learned about dance movement therapy from my professor at James Madison University. Her name was Kate Trammell, and she's amazing. And in her class, um, I went to a bunch of different communities and daycares, retirement homes, hospitals, and orphanages, and we brought dance to them. We brought our own little method of dance movement therapy. And it never failed to cheer someone up to hear the music and to move with everyone. And I knew that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to help people with dance. And since I had so much experience with my own mental illness, I really developed a passion for helping people with their own mental illnesses. I wanted to use what I loved and bring it to those whose happiness had left them. And so it became my passion, and now I get to do it every day. I get to dance with people, and I get to bring people the joy of dancing and provide a release for those emotions. And uh, right now I work at a counseling center, so I have my own patients that I provide with um, psychotherapy, and we do some art and music and dance therapy as well. That's wonderful. I think it's really, really awesome that you're bringing together um, or that you've been working with both art 
and um, mental health because I think sometimes we think of them as two separate things, but they're very, very closely related. And um, before I got your email, I hadn't really heard of anybody professionally using them together. So I think that's really great. And I'm excited to dive a little more into that. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's a small community right now, but it's a growing community. It started over in Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, ever since, you know, this big self-care idea has been really popularized, it's been such a fast-growing community. And now um, lots of other just regular psychotherapists are employing it into their practice. Um, but it's, it's really nice to be able to have specific modalities to use art therapy and drawing therapy and, and all the other ones to use those specifically for people who are looking for kind of an alternate route to psychotherapy. Right. Um, so we are talking here on a podcast that is not just about mental health, but it's about Harry Potter. Um, so before we get into the intersection of expressive arts therapy and Harry Potter, let's just talk a little bit about Harry Potter and mental health in general. Sure. So it's hard to have a story like this, like Harry Potter, with so much growing up and loss and to not have the characters go through different realms of mental health. I mean, just the state of growing up, that transition period, there's so many things that you go through and it's important to recognize them and to validate them. And just because Harry is a teenager doesn't mean that his reactions and emotions aren't valid. And I feel like while reading these books, especially in the Order of the Phoenix, and the Half-Blood Prince, so many times people say that Harry is being dramatic or over-exaggerating. And of course, there really isn't a way for Harry to get any professional help that we've seen. Right. So apart from that, I think a lot of people see themselves in Harry because of what he's going through, the loss and the struggle and everything that he's being put through. And so that's also very validating for people who feel like they have to deal with mental illness by themselves. And reading about Harry and his struggle, it reminds them that they aren't alone. So there's a lot to be learned from these books in relation to mental health. And there's a lot that people can connect to as well. Wonderful. I think that rings true with many of the interviews I've done so far, um, not just with mental health professionals, but it seems like so many of us are able to see Harry and see exactly what he's going through and find a lot of comfort and uh, even safety in knowing that he's going through something big and emotional too. So we're not, you know, we're wa not walking this path alone. That is lovely. And let's move into um, expressive arts therapy. So you mentioned to me that you're getting your master's degree in expressive arts therapy. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So, um, so expressive arts therapy in itself, it combines psychology and the creative process to promote emotional growth and healing. And the approach, this approach to psychotherapy and counseling uses our inborn desire to create, whether it's music, theater, poetry, dance, or any other artistic forms. And we use that as a therapeutic tool to help initiate change. And we can use all sorts of forms of art to express our to express our emotions and handle change in our lives, cope with symptoms, work through issues, and basically be a canvas or a stage for our mind. 
art has a way of helping us to discover ourselves and understand what causes us to be the way we are, especially in relation to if we have a mental illness. And this mode of expression has a power that's so different from simply talking. We use all the other senses and our body to guide us through our struggles. Each modality of expressive arts, whether it's music, dance, drama, or art, it has a different set of techniques that uses specific tools to work with mental illness. And these can be used with any age, any demographic, and the only limit is your imagination. <laughs> That's awesome. The program I'm in um, at Leslie, it has pretty much every different modality you can think of. And there aren't very many schools in the United States that offer this. In fact, um, Leslie is only one of five universities that offers dance movement therapy as oh, a wow. master's degree. It's a very small community, but I'm so lucky to be a part of it. And the people that are in it are just amazing people. So many great ideas, such forward thinking, really compassionate people. So it's a wonderful community to be a part of. It sounds like it. Could you give me kind of an example of a, a general way somebody could use dance therapy um, for themselves? So dance therapy is really special because a lot of times when we're engaged in a mental illness, we kind of have this out-of-body experience. And it's really hard to connect back to our core, back to the rest of our body. So we use dance as a way to connect the mind to the body. And that's really prevalent in dance movement therapy. We're connecting our senses and our mind to the rest of our body and it helps us feel everything else that's going on around us because sometimes we we lose track of our senses we we get stuck in our head a lot and dance really helps bring us out of our head into the rest of our body and feeling all those different sensations in the way that we move and the way that we react and in the way that we feel our feelings throughout the rest of our body. It sounds like each different modality, um, like maybe if I correct me if I'm wrong, but um, each one can kind of help with different mental health issues. Like dance therapy would be different from art therapy. They are very, very different from each other. Um, they can all be used to help with every single Ill mental illness listed in the DSM-5. I mean, they all have specific tools that can help with specific illnesses, mm -hmm. but each of them can be used with any type of mental illness, any demographic, any way at all. It's very flexible, very creative, and they all have their own um, special, unique techniques and, and ways of guiding that progression. Wonderful. And I would love to talk to you about how we could incorporate Harry Potter into these different modalities. Yeah. So um, I've put together some different exercises that you can do by yourself or with a friend. Um, or if you have your own psychotherapist or expressive arts therapist, you can also bring it to them and they can help you develop it for yourself. So um, for art therapy, one of my favorite art therapy exercises is to create this being or monster that represents your mental illness. 
And so in this case, we would be creating our own magical creature, depicting our mental illness as kind of an outwardly being. So once we visualize and put on paper a representation of our mental illness, it might not be so scary. If we keep it inside our head, we let it think for us and dictate our actions, it becomes a really scary thing to think about. But especially for kids, visualizing this and putting it on paper, drawing it out, what is it like to eat, what color is it, it really helps separate us from our mental illness. You know, it's not who we are. It's just, it's a little bit a part of us and it's a little bit apart from us as well. And so we can add to it, you know, things that feed it, such as toxic relationships and drugs and things that will banish it from our lives, like spells that can banish it from our lives, such as therapy and exercise. So it's a good way to connect the magical world to our own physical world that we live in and art therapy is a great way to really visualize how we can cope with our symptoms and how we can deal with and struggle with this mental illness that we have. It's wonderful. It's You get to kind of become your own Hagrid or your own Newt taking care of that monster that you've got. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a fun way to to add some play into your life as well. I think a lot of the times we forget that we can have fun, you know, figuring out how we can make ourselves happier. And it doesn't have to be just talking and and just struggling with your own inner emotions. It can be a fun and expressive thing to do. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about music therapy and Harry Potter. Yes. So music therapy is so fun. I have so many great friends that are so good at music therapy. And one of the best things about Harry Potter is that it comes with its own soundtrack. You know, the (laughs) movies have such great scores of music and especially um, things like Fox's theme. It's specifically designed to give you that sense of power and magic and empowerment and so listening to those soundtracks when you're going through something can can really help bring out that sense of magic and power within and even some of some of the painful tunes too like there there's a lot of themes like when Sirius dies in the order of the phoenix those are really powerful tracks as well and if that's what you need to get through that point in your life then those are some really beneficial songs to listen to. There's something else that it used to be popular in the wizarding community um, several years ago called wizard rock. I don't know if you've heard about this genre (laughs) of music. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of people, I don't know if they still do it today, but a lot of people used to write about the Harry Potter universe and they wrote some really great songs in the wizard rock genre. So um, you can get with your therapist or just by yourself or with some friends. And it, it can be helpful to write about the characters' feelings and their, um, their experiences and put it to music. And expressing that through music can help you kind of become part of the way that they cope with it. And it can help you kind of think about your own mental illness in a different way and adding some music to it will be 
it's such a therapeutic thing to listen to music and to put your own experiences into music. Mm-hmm. And wizard rock is like that perfect genre to add that little bit of whimsy to it. And there's so many great songs about Harry Potter. It's so much fun. And it's a great thing that you can do by yourself or with a therapist. And to clarify, to do any kind of uh, expressive arts therapy, this is for everybody and not, you don't need, you know, an art degree or a music degree or anything like that. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it's it's always great to have someone who's trained in that area because they will have the knowledge and the ability to guide that progression of being down in the depths of your mental illness to happier but you know if you're struggling financially or if you need something really fast you absolutely don't need to have a lot of experience to do these techniques you can do it yourself you can do it with friends um it's it's super creative it lets it lets those creativity juices flow so you you absolutely can do it by yourself I think uh, it sounds like music therapy is something that, like you're saying, writing through uh, the wizard rock, but that's something that a lot of us have done instinctually with the Potter series for many years, it sounds like. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I used to listen to wizard rock all the time. Me too. (laughs) So let's move into drama therapy. This one sounds exciting. Yes. So drama therapy. So this technique is used a lot and so sometimes it's hard to for us to come to terms with our own symptoms and mental illness and it can be easier to project ourselves and our experiences onto a character who might be having the same symptoms as you so for instance if you've recently suffered from a traumatic event you might feel like just crawling into a hole and never coming out again. You don't want to talk about your experiences. You don't want to have to deal with them. It's it's too hard. It's too much for you to process. Mm-hmm. But if you were to become a character, like the character of Harry Potter, who may have just experienced the death of Sirius, it may be easier for you to talk about what you're feeling if you are the embodiment of a fictional character. And this is one that you, it, it would be easier to do with a friend or with a therapist. It might be kind of hard for you to do by yourself, but it's, it would be good to have that sounding board. And so what you do is you become the embodiment of the character that you are connecting most with at that moment. And instead of talking about your own personal experiences, you talk about the character's experience. You talk about how Harry felt when he saw Sirius get killed, you know, what his feelings are surrounding moving forward. And so it's easier to connect to those feelings because they're not as as tied to us. They're not hitting the core of our suffering right then. And until we're ready to take that next step into expressing our direct emotions and feelings, it it is really helpful to project that onto a different character and just basically act out and, and describe what the character might be feeling. And if a family member or a friend is having a hard time understanding how we're feeling, but we just can't talk about that right then, we can tell them, well, I'm kind of feeling how Harry felt right now. Mm-hmm. 
And that's a good way to help people understand if you're just not ready to to face that yourself right then. And, you know, having that character who's experiencing the same thing that you are, it's it's great to have that friend next to you to help you face the same situation or a similar situation. And so, um, you know, that dramatic acting is is a great way to kind of soften the blow and to say, I'm not alone in this situation. There, There's others who have experienced the same thing. And right now, they're my tool for helping me express those emotions and feelings. That's really beautiful. Um, I think it seems like this is something that could be done in a... I have a background in theater, um, so I, I'm thinking about you could write out a monologue as the character. It could be improvisational. There's there's a lot of options with this, I think. There's endless options, not just to this one, but to all the different modalities. I think that makes them really powerful tools, and that speaks to why people have been using them kind of unconsciously in the fandom for a long time. They come really naturally to us, and if you've had art out of your life for a really long time or you feel like you're not an artistic person well maybe you are you're just uh just because you're not you know a a professional singer or you know selling your paintings in a museum we all have art inside of us and it's such a powerful tool for our uh, understanding ourselves exactly it comes so naturally to us but i think a lot of the times also just expressive arts in general has kind of this stigma around it. Um, so it's it can be hard for people to realize that, oh, this is actually such a beneficial tool for me to use. It's not something to be looked down upon. It's something amazing that is at the very core of our soul that we can use to express ourselves and to help others understand as well. Definitely. And uh what's the what's sort of the stigma surrounding expressive arts it's actually very similar to the stigma around mental illness because you know when you when you grow up and you decide to go to college and you tell your parents like i want to get a degree in art history the majority of people your parents are going to look at you and be like how are you going to pay for your lifestyle you know how are you going to get a job mm-hmm. it that since there's not really money in the business it's looked down upon a lot and just as having a mental illness you know people will look down upon you and say that you're different if you have a degree like I have a degree in dance and so many people have told me you're never gonna get a job with that you're never gonna amount to anything like you should just stay here at this food service job you'll make so much more money and you'll have such a better lifestyle but really arts are a way to help people and to help yourself and destroying that stigma around it with art and with mental illness is definitely one of my passions and I think this growing community of combining mental health and art is a way to destroy both of those stigmas simultaneously and help people realize this is actually something really great and having a mental illness doesn't make you any less of a person than anyone else. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So there's one more um, uh, exercise that we have left, I think. 
for dance therapy. And this is, of course, my favorite. (laughs) So um, one of the core values and techniques of dance therapy is called mirroring. And this is also used in theater a lot, too. So mirroring is when a client moves with a partner in front of them who mirrors their movement back. And it helps the client feel validated in their feelings that are evoked during their movement. And it helps the therapist as well understand what the client is feeling in their movement. And so to bring Harry Potter into this, if we were to imagine the mirror of Erised, which we recently saw in the movie The Crimes of Grindelwald, and visualize the deepest, most desperate desire of our hearts, what would that look like in a movement? For instance, if we were to visualize what would it look like for me to finally be free of this major depression that I've been experiencing? How might I be moving through life? Would it be with a lot of upbeat, quick movements? Would I still be moving slowly? And so you would express that, imagining what your mirror of Aries said vision might look like. And then, um, and you can do that by yourself, but it's it kind of brings back that full circle of the mirroring to have someone, either a therapist or a friend, mirror that back to you. So you can really see what it would look like to be in that experience and to be embodying those emotions of elation that you might be feeling. And so it's kind of like looking into your own mirror of said while you're embodying those emotions through your movement and through your body. Wow. <clears throat> that is just... Uh... What a powerful visual. Just looking, the the mirror of Erised is such a quintessential symbol in the series. To So to, you know, look at yourself. And uh, I think that's, it's, my mind is just blown here. <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing these. I think these are super, super valuable. And um, they, like we've talked about, it seems like they could be things you uh, did alongside a professional or, on your own and I wonder if you could talk about kind of the differences between going solo and working with a professional like this yes so I am a strong advocate for finding a therapist but I know that it it can be hard to find people especially if you're low income or if you're in kind of an isolated community so there's so many online resources and online books that you can find if you just kind of want to do it by yourself for a little bit. And definitely these exercises and many other arts-based exercises can be done alone or with a friend. And um, But if you are interested in finding a regular psychotherapist, there are many people out there who work with sliding scales. And you can find those people on psychologytoday.com. And you can um, narrow down their demographic by, if you want them, religion-based or if you if you need a sliding scale. And I would encourage everyone to really look for those online resources. There's lots of apps that you can use to track your mental health. And, of course, there's... Um, uh, the awesome Harry Potter coloring books as well that are available. Um, and those are great art therapy techniques that you can use that are in direct relation to Harry Potter. That's perfect. That's a wonderful use of those coloring books. <laughs> yeah. 
And along with that, you know, you can find YouTube videos of the Harry Potter soundtracks if you want to listen to the music as well, along with every Wizard Rock song that you could possibly think of. (laughs) Definitely. And of course, dancing is, I think, the uh, cheapest form of art you could possibly find. You can dance by yourself anytime, any place for free. It's totally up to your own creation. Yeah, no music required. <laughs> yeah, no music, just you just go out into nature, imagine it's the forbidden forest and, and dance with your own imagination. That's beautiful. And uh, do you have any other advice for anybody who is interested in expressive arts therapy? Yes, so each modality has their own community. So if you're interested in something specific, there's some websites that you can check out and you can search for um, a therapist, an arts-based therapist that is close to your location. And so um, for dance therapy, you can go to adta.org and they have a list of locations and therapists in whatever area you are. For music therapy, you can go to musictherapy.org. They also have uh, an entire forum of music therapists. For art therapy, you can go to arttherapy.org. And for drama therapy, you can go to nadta.org. So all of these websites um, are associations for North America, but if you are international, you can also search for international associations as well. And the one that is like the umbrella of all expressive arts internationally, that website is ieata.org. And all these have their own resources. They've got Um, exercises that you can do. You can buy different tools like scarves or musical instruments. And they have so many books that you can read as well, along with um, an entire list of articles about those different modalities of expressive arts therapy. That is is a huge wealth of online resources. So if that's something you're interested in, guys, definitely take a look. It sounds really, really awesome. Yes, there's so many great people in there. Um, There's so many places that you can check out. A lot of places will have um, some group sessions that you can go to if you you don't really want to do a one-on-one session. A lot of these modalities will have group sessions that you can go to, which are super fun. They're they're with amazing people and a lot of them will be in um in hospitals and daycare centers so a lot of them will be open to the public and you you don't need to like have a debilitating mental illness to attend those sessions thank you so much for sharing all of this with us rebecca um and i want to know if you have any final words about harry potter and mental health that you'd like to share with us Yes, so um, I've been hearing this be brought up a lot recently. Um, It's painfully obvious that in the Harry Potter books, there is no, that we know of, counseling center or any noticeable assistance with mental health. And these characters, 
a lot of them struggle a lot with their mental health to the point of exhaustion and suffering. Mm-hmm. But just because Harry didn't have a therapist doesn't mean that you shouldn't find one for yourself. Therapy is one of the best steps that you can take to overcome your mental illness and lead a happier and healthier life. And today there are so many different types of therapy that don't just involve, you know, telling a stranger your deepest, darkest secrets. There's a whole world of expressive therapies and self-guided therapies that can help you in your struggle. So don't be afraid to reach out for help. J.K. Rowling herself battled with severe depression and even had thoughts of taking her own life. And she was able to use these characters, and I know for a fact that she went to therapy, and she was able to overcome her depression and succeed in her life. And so she's a great example. And Ivana Lynch, um, who played Luna Lovegood, she experienced eating disorders and... You know, all of these great people, the characters and the actors, their experiences show us that we can get through this and we are not alone in this struggle. And Harry is a great way to help us overcome these these mental illnesses and succeed in our life. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I think that's a, that's a really, really important message just because Harry didn't have a therapist doesn't mean we can uh doesn't mean we don't and doesn't mean that harry didn't need one at some point so yes exactly (laughs) thank you so we are just about out of time uh rebecca i want to thank you so much for joining me today it was a pleasure to have you on yes thank you so much i had so much fun All right, y'all, that was my interview with Rebecca. Rebecca, thank you again for joining me and for sharing that with everybody. If you guys end up using any of those modalities, art, dance, music, drama, we would love to see what you create. If you wanna share it, we would love to see it. Feel free to email or share on social media. If any of you guys wanna be on the show as a guest or send in an anonymous submission as a whisper, please visit our website below for more instructions on how to do that. Join me next week for another conversation in the headmaster's office. Thanks y'all. Until next time.